AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel turn You're literally responding to everything. Yeah, that's why I haven't got any time. Yeah. <laughs> you, have you still got the, like, having to hide away your phone so you can do some work? Um, I've been slack the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, but I need to, yeah. It's been bad. Uh, we've got Big John Bass. All right. Got, oh, what did I say? No, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I did, I thought, I, oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> My bad, it's, that isn't going to happen again. T. Hey, hey, hi. How are you doing? Good. Everything's all right, isn't it? Because there's been no football. A bit. I'm having to hear what other stuff people are interested in. Like what, what? <laughs> it's boring me to tears. Um, 
politics. Um, yeah. ID and like like trainers. A bloke made his own trainers, like Nike ID. We design your own trainers. Uh, have you um, seen uh, John Bass's trainers? Um, I can see them. Rate them out of ten quickly. I can't really see them. I guess they're I guess they're an eight. An eight. Are they NMDs or? No, I don't think they are. Doesn't really work on a podcast me doing this, by the way. Yeah. Crep check, isn't it? Visual reviews. Um, uh, yes, uh, episode 57, season eight of the Fighting Cop podcast. Uh, as ever, over the last three weeks, it's been so weird not having any football in the middle of uh, middle of the season. But we have had some news. There are there are some things to talk about this week. Catching up on, on, the, la- uh, on the news over the last couple of weeks, obviously the big thing around the stadium. But more important than that is that John Bass knows who... Of all of the Tottenham squad, is the best smelling? Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't smelt them all, so maybe there's someone out there who mm. smells better. But I can confirm that Victor Wanyama is a delicious smelling man. Really, like a delight. Like he's like how I imagine heaven to smell, mm. or like what Cloud Nine feels like in a nasal sense. Wow, yeah. you weren't expecting it. Well, no, it's not that I wasn't expecting it, but it just hit me like a ton of bricks. It was after a match, and he was just there, and he just smelled divine. What do you think um, Harry Kane smells like? I mean, hazelnut. Okay, it'd be Lynx. <laughs> Lynx, yeah, Africa. Standard. Lynx, Africa. Or Imperial Leather, I would say, yeah. <laughs> Old Spice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bit of Um I, I reckon uh, Harry Winks just smells of cum. <laughs> <laughs> like a porn set? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that can be smelled. <laughs> that went down well, didn't it, last week, where uh, we were describing this, what was wrong with porn, and it was definitely the smell, in honestly. Yeah. There's a show on last night, but I don't know if I should talk about it, because this is a serious football podcast. Is it? What is it? <laughs> Since no, when? No, I mean, I'm not sure how you've lasted eight years, if that's what you think. No, in the sense that normally on the, on the Thursday one, no, it's Thursday night, we normally talk about less football. You've got carte blanche, say what you want. There's a show last night called Mums Make Porn. Oh, oh, I heard about this. But no spoilers. I've got it. I'm going to watch it. Well, what, do you expect it? what do you mean no spoilers? Well, it's Mills, isn't it? Breaking Bad. To be That's fair, right. to be fair, it's a series, so nothing much happened last night. I'll tell you else. what, we, we can record No Holds Barred yeah. after this, and we can talk about the impact that porn ha- could potentially have on children. That's a show. That's, that's the premise of the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, kind of, I saw them on uh, Lorraine. Because uh, that's what happens now. She's got, got a bit of anyway. Let's one two one point two million. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's yeah. Got, yeah. got off it. Yeah. Oh look, she looks so happy this morning. Yeah, of course Didn't she does. Me. I seen that Lorraine when she kind of she thought, oh, I'm going to pursue a career in mid morning television, and then uh, tax man was like, Nah, fuck you. You're getting a wallop here, and then she's like, No, fuck you. Yeah. I ain't paying. Uh, and as it turns out, she didn't. Yeah. It, uh, no, fucking hell, we've got to move on. <laughs> Spurs, Spurs Stadium. Yeah. It's, it, it's open. Great. Great thing, isn't so it? Good. Awesome. Before we talk about the stadium and how exciting that is, yes. let's have a think back over the last 19 months or so at Wembley. Okay. Can you surmise how you feel about the National Stadium now? Shit. Right, good. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm being very concise. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, I, I, don't think, I don't think it was shit. Um, I think it's a fact that we were told it was one year and the novelty quickly wore off when it wasn't the Fulham game and it wasn't the Liverpool game mm. and the attendance has dropped mm. and I just think the lack of transparency from the club made it worse than it should have been. I think they perhaps didn't know and they said too much in the first instance. It was actually the transparency that caused them the most That's my philosophy in love. Don't say too much, say less. Yeah. Always <laughs> say less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Because sometimes during sex, if you say too much, you put, put, it, put them off like ruin the mood. Have you ever ruined the mood during sex? Um, yeah, but not from what I said. Probably how I performed. Yeah, yeah. You've ever apologised after sex? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think it ever got to that that state of affairs. Uh, yeah, I think that that's what it was. Is the club were open? Were kind of. Get, I, mean, I don't. I can't remember the club actually saying yes. This is going to be the date. But it was kind of there was conversations amongst Spurs fans, and then there was kind of truths that, or half truths that people kind of pinned their hopes on. I think the season ticket then made it a bit more. Mm. <clears throat> Of a pain in the arse. How many, how many refunds in total? Like 14, was it? What do you mean? Refunds that so like, Complete refunds. No, the games uh, that you could apply for a refund. Oh, the, the, a there's a fair few. I'm going mm-hmm. to miss out that um, stream of income, as, as I said at the time. Um, yeah, it's coming It's back. nice getting that 51 quid. Yeah. I say, I don't want to go to this game. Refund, refund. Yeah. I'm going to miss all that. It must have been a fucking logistical nightmare for the club there. Yeah, it must have been a ball ache. But in, in fairness, and like, without getting too like, management speaky, I think that their major issue was like managing expectation. Mm. And I think T kind of touched on it. It was pretty clear that they were saying, it's one season, we'll be away, and then we'll be in our new home. 
Now, even if you that's what you're thinking is going to happen, you should still set an expectation to say, look, we don't know when it's going to be. This is when it's you know likely, but we're not going to guarantee it. And I, they kind of made it feel like, just get through this one season and then we're in. And some people were spending. So the previous season at Wembley, my season ticket was around about 650 quid, which is, which is amazing. Yeah. Mm. This season, it's about a grand. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the same bloody seat yeah. at Wembley because I didn't have the new stadium. Yeah, anymore. yeah. So, no, so many gripes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess, obviously, the fact that they... Actually, is any part of you thinking that the club have announced Palace, but we haven't actually got the safety certificates, <laughs> and we actually will finish the season at Wembley? Because you they, imagine? They come in and go, I don't know what you lot are seeing, but the stadium is fucked. Like Harringay <laughs> Safety Advisory Board, go and go, nah. No, this is really unsafe. What did you? Yeah. What did you say? This would be all right. Yeah, R- that's a worry. Whoever the lads has got to get rushed. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah. Whoever yeah. sure. the lads has got to get rushed. I'll find the person who's failed us and rush them. I'm up yeah. for that as a, a kind of a, a, a suitable punishment across the society. Getting yeah. rushed because when you was at school, yeah. getting rushed, you did something wrong. You got rushed. Keeps you in line. Yeah, yeah it does. You know, it ain't a nice thing. And uh, that actually, my school was so bad. We had this. We had two playgrounds in in, in the front of the school, Highbury Grove. One of them was sunken, so it had essentially like a six-foot wall around it and then gates above it so the building didn't get kicked out all the time. But when the tannoy went, the last person to get out of the sunken pitch got rushed by everyone who was in it. And this is a school <laughs> with a thousand people in it, so any time during, during lunch break in this sunken pitch, there might be 300 kids. Oh, and you've got to make... You've got to run the gauntlet. It's like the Apache gauntlet, isn't it? It's completely normal. Like, that's fucking insane, isn't it? It sounds like you went to school at like, Shawshank. Yeah, no, it was bad. It was really bad. I don't know how I came out. Because I was like, I mean, it wasn't like prison. Like, the fact that I was a pretty young boy, a androgynous <laughs> boy, I, it wasn't like I was being touched up or anything. But the, the in one of these incidents, I remember a guy called Mark Habershaw, and he was like, fuck it, I ain't doing that. I'm not getting rushed. There's no need for this. It's unacceptable. So he just climbed up <laughs> the side of the cage about... 20 feet in the air, Jeez. jumped down and then ran home. It was lunchtime. <laughs> Fuck um, the system. But how, how, how do you think we performed at Wembley generally? Like, given the challenges, you know, you look back at this period, we've done all right. We, we finished third, yeah. did a work in the Champions League, um, got to the FA Cup um, semi. We've had some great nights here as well. Oh, yeah. I think that the expectation was that, oh, Spurs are going to struggle and it's going to be a nightmare and there's this hoodoo. And actually, like, if you if you really look back on it, like, our results there have been pretty good and some of the performances in, like, Champions League especially yeah, been amazing there. So I will look at it back from a footballing point of view fairly fondly, mm. but just from, like, a logistic and fan experience point of view, absolutely. Yeah, pony. of course, of course. I think it was always going to be that way. Yeah, But bearing in mind at the time it was the best of... Bad bunch of situations. It would have been MK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing we could have done. Really, it was the only option. And uh, we, I do another podcast podcast called One for the Weekend, and James was talking about it today. My kind of co-host on that, and he was like, the way Spurs fans are talking about Wembley, he was referring to me basically, <laughs> and how much we moan about. It. He goes pathetic. He goes, there is nothing for you to moan about. You've had the best situation of something that was unavoidable. You've got to play in the national stadium, which. You know, I mean, it isn't possibly the best way to play football, uh, club football, but it certainly isn't Arsenal or West Ham. And I found myself moaning about it all the time. But I think that that kind of it's majorly about not playing from your area and all that kind of thing that I hold so dear. But he he said that Spurs fans are acting like babies, like sport babies. That's how football fans act like on the whole, though. But yeah. it's not it's not just a Spurs thing. And as I, as I said initially, the the annoyance was just was just that. We thought it was a season, and, and it wasn't. It's a bit like, I don't know, living in a bloody hotel, like Alan Partridge for, <laughs> you know, you think you're going to be there for a month, and you're there for a year. Like, well, what the fuck is this? You know, living out of a suitcase here. Um, what are your kind of stand-up memories of Wembley? Like, the, the kind of key games, of what, what performances have you enjoyed? Uh, Madrid was amazing. Real Madrid was incredible, wasn't it? That was so good. Like, the, the atmosphere there was, like, for the one time, it genuinely did feel like it was our ground. Yeah. And um, it was an amazing performance against, like, at that point, they were the Champions League winners, and I think they went on and win it that season, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, like, that was an amazing achievement and was a great performance as well. Yeah, I love that. I think probably Dortmund as well this um, year, or the other one before the three, three one. Nil, the three was it three one? Three nil this season, three one the, the year. Yeah, I think they're both really good. Um, but the Barcelona game was really good. Um, obviously, we didn't we didn't win, but the atmosphere and the whole hype around it, and you know, Messi playing 
against Spurs. It would have been nice if it was at the at our stadium. Mm. But I like the memories of that game. I like that game really felt good. Um, the Arsenal games, um, mm. both seasons were, were really good as well. Yeah, smashing Liverpool, that was great. Oh yeah, that, that was that awesome. was great. Yeah. I missed the Chelsea game, but that looked good on the telly. Yeah, man, we've had some quality results, yeah. really, if you think about it. And and it's like credit to Pochettino and his players that that they've kind of taken that challenge and kind of didn't let it affect them because there was a lot of stories around Spurs at the time about Champions League. Who do we got knocked out of a group that we had? We should never have got knocked out of. I know we didn't realize how good Monaco were that year. And then, who is it, Seska Moscow as well? Yeah. We beat them. We beat them, and then we drew against Leverkusen, if I'm wrong. Yeah, Leverkusen, we lost at um, We lost Sokos. That, that was one of his first performances, and I wanted him dead at that yeah. point. <laughs> Good. Um, but, you know, by and large, it's not been that bad, like, on the pitch. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess we're kind of going into another different territory, but it's like, we're going into games now, it's better to win, yeah. and... In years gone by, we go to a game just hoping we don't get beat, hoping we don't get embarrassed. But we go into any game against mm. any opposition thinking, well, you know, maybe we can do this. Mm. We're not talking about the Champions League draw, by the way. Oh, I didn't see that. I know. And so, so, before we do that, um, yeah, Kane made a comment. He said, Kane on the new stadium, uh, the players are excited, made it clear as a team that we want to get into the new stadium. And we happen we are. So thanks for that insight. Sometimes <laughs> better to say nothing, Kane. If you're going to add nothing to the conversation, yeah, just... Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not a man of um, great like vision and um, wordplay. A man, a man of passion, though. Mm, for sure. Come on! No! Let's yeah, go! Let's go! go! <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes like it'd be great if Kane said, oh, what, what am I add? What, what am I going to add here? Like, why are you asking this stuff? Yeah. Come on! Well, he played a straight bet anyway. I mean, even with the Eric Dard and the No Deal People's vote tweet, mm. and they asked them um, Kane for his opinion, and he just kind of played a straight back. So I'd rather keep it to myself. How do you think he voted? Where's he from? Chigwell, like Chigwell, or Chigwell, one of the two. Um, yeah. I reckon he probably voted Leave. And not, not only Leave, like hard, hard Leave, hard Leave, <laughs> hardcore Leave. No deal. Leave yeah. and everyone Leave as well. He, he, <laughs> he walks into the change room every day, just going, "No deal, no deal." Yep. Potch's got to go. Apply for your visa, Poch. <laughs> uh, so how does it feel going home? How, how excited are you to be... Are you, are you guys going to the test events? I'm going to both. I'm going to get a ticket for the uh, Legends one. Yeah, I'm going Legends. Yeah. Uh, how, actually, let's, let's quickly... Actually, fuck it. We're going to talk about Legends in a second. Um, it's just great to be going back to something. The feeling of getting oh, on that train. It's amazing. It's so I mean, important. Back in December, I went to the familiarisation day at the Bianca Camp Store. It's still on our, on our page if you want to see it. Mm. And... Um, just walking past old haunts. Um, normally, you couldn't see the stadium until you got past the Bell and Hare. Mm. But from here, you can see it half at the high road, like almost from William Hill, the betting shop by um, by the Elbow Room pub. Mm. You can see the. This is just a massive looming presence. It's you know? huge, isn't it? And um, the first game proper would be under the lights as well, which would be amazing. Yeah, Palace. Um, yeah. I was just can't wait to go back to Tottenham. It's just yeah. it's just a breath of fresh air. You know, is the toilets next to the Bell and Hare? Are they still there? Yes. Good. Yes, good. they're still there. I went in there once and it just said, for good suck job, call this number. And I thought, well, sometimes I'd like a good suck job. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a good hole in the wall, yeah. though. That's how we met, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good... Gave me the call and said, I'm not doing that anymore. Doing a bit of podcasting, if you want someone on, let me know. Yeah. And it's worked out quite well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, John, can you give me a suck job? No, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. I'm podcasting. Yeah, podcasting. I've, I've strictly talk podcast. About I've gone past That's that. my past, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about the draw. Um out of every all of them, we I, I I kind of would prefer Man City to Liverpool, but that was the only only one. I, 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 I'd rather have Barcelona. I reacted badly, and I'm not taking any of it back. What, what do you mean? <laughs> How did you react? I was unhappy. I didn't want them. How did you express that feeling? Um, we're going to get raped. Oh. oh, I can't say that word, can I? We're going to get battered. No, I think badly in, battered. In footballing terms, that's fine. Yeah, we told we not to say it, but yeah. Um, I wasn't happy with the draw because we're playing them three times in eleven days. We've got the league game in between. Or after. Just just bear that in mind. The best team in Europe, probably. Yes. We're playing three times in 11 days. Yep. Two of those games are away. Yeah. It's good fun. Any part of you think, fucking do then? Do you know what? When it first came out, my reaction was very similar to T's. Where I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, this is typical. But actually, when you break it down, really the teams that people wanted were like Ajax and Porto. In terms of they were perceived to be the weakest. Mm. Then everybody else you would want to avoid on paper. Man United I wanted. 
Well, fair enough. I'd, but, I'd be honest, I don't anyone wanted to avoid Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is, we've got the English sides which we don't want. So actually, you're talking about a very small chance of getting who you want and avoiding teams from your own country if you're an English team. So it was pretty, you know, pretty likely we were going to get one of them. And the thing is, after kind of the dust had settled, I was thinking to myself, well, this is not going to be easy. But then the game's about glory, isn't it? Let's just let's just go and fucking turn them over. Let's do them. Like, let's just make it happen. Well, I think having a home yeah. leg first is kind of helpful as well. Yeah. Normally you want the away leg first, so you know what you've got to do when you mm. go back home. Yeah. But City are beating team 6-7-0 at home. Let's just, let's just try and hold them down at <laughs> our own place and then go there with something to play for. Um, I didn't realise that you can't, <clears throat> you, that how you get drawn is depending on where you are in the league. What? So you, in order for us to be drawn away to Man City in the second leg, sorry, sorry, home in the second leg, it's based on... Where you where you are in the league domestically? That- I didn't know. Wow. I, I know that Man, Man, Man United and Man City. <laughs> Did I just make that up completely? Man City United and Man City can't be home in the same time. Yeah. So, but they didn't have to switch the legs around because we were drawn first. So, so, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Then? Let me know if I'm right. If I'm wrong, just don't. You may, you may be correct, but I think the issue was if Man United and Man City were drawn. Home in the same date. Yeah, yeah. We'd have had to switch the ties. Yeah, fair enough. That's what Inter and AC used to do. I feel. I feel like we'd have done. Man, I think Man United would have gone through. I think Ajax and Porto would have gone through. All the yeah. rest is very, very hard. Yeah. And Liverpool got Porto, which just made it all the more annoying. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, and you look at the draws that Man City have had, including Tottenham. Yeah, they've had some plum draws. Yes, like every cup competition. Yeah, they're going to go and do the quadruple. I think. It would make it. It would something to blow if they did. If, you know, if, if they beat us. Yeah, and then win it. Yeah, and because you can kind of just think, oh, well, fucking Man City, they've bought it all. Some of the best teams of all time. Whereas Liverpool, if they win it, they've beaten one of the best teams and, and kind of on merit. Did you uh, did you watch Liverpool against uh, Fulham? No, no they don't watch it. They were terrible. They're so not been playing well recently. No, no. They're fucking winning. But they'll raise their game for us though, hundred yeah, percent. Of course. I feel like we're going to do them both. I feel like we're going to win every game for the rest of the season. <laughs> I do. We're going to win everyone. Not, I don't. I think we'll get knocked out to Man City, but I feel like we're just going to win every single game. Everyone's going to be really happy. That'd be um, nice, wouldn't yeah. it? Going to summer, just relax, kick back. Mm. How do you feel we're going to get at the new, new stadium? Huh? How do you? Well, obviously you, you kind of answered it, but yeah. do you, obviously you don't think we're going to have any problems adapting. The, no, I think the, because of the experiences we've had at Wembley and, and playing, away, and we're so good away from home that we're kind of used to playing in an environment that we're not familiar with. Mm. That going into this new stadium, if anything, we're going to be at a complete advantage because we're kind of programmed to play in situations and environments that we're not used to. Whereas everybody else, it's going to be brand new for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've got no issue at all. The pitch is weird. You know that, that people talking about the lack of space for corners? Yeah. The kind of sloped pitch, I know it's to give a better view for everybody, but do you know, I think that's a bit odd how, how sloped it is. And then Old Trafford's a bit like that. People were saying about oh, how they're going to take corners, but if you look at Old Trafford, that has a massive slope where the corner flags are. Mm. So it's not. I didn't think it was dramatic, like drastically different to that, being and, honest. Like, imagine if you're running at pace and you get nudged and you nudge down that little hill. Yeah. Ain't gonna be great, is it? Not ideal. No. Uh, the legends, uh, the legends game. Uh, this is the list of people that have um, uh, have been <laughs> announced. <laughs> and anyone you don't like, I want you to make a raspberry sound. Okay. You don't have to make a raspberry. When sound. When you say don't like, what do you mean? Is they're not good or just don't like them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not not good. You think oh, I'm not bothered? Could be a lot of raspberries. <laughs> well, let, here we go. Uh, Jurgen Klinsmann. Whoa. Name. Mickey Hazard. <laughs> that, Sorry, Mickey, but that's a joke. Oh, that's a joke. What if he comes back on the pod? That yeah. that is. <laughs> Say T. Mark Falco. <laughs> Timo Tanio. <laughs> Paul Stalzeri. No, West Ham legend. He's not a legend for that. Jim Bonda. <laughs> Chris Perry. <laughs> Neil Sullivan. <laughs> Managed by Gary Mabbott. Yeah, right. Robbie Keane. Darren Anden, Rafa van der Vaart, mm. Berbatov, yeah. Torslet, <laughs> Alan Nilsson, <laughs> Stephen Carr. Bit of a boo there as well. Yeah. For David Owls. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, we've got a really different tone of raspberry, me and T. Yeah. It's quite compliments each other well. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what I'm hoping? I know it won't be the same, but um, kind of the feeling around it, because it's a new stadium, big test event, it should be a big crowd. Maybe, can people still get tickets to this? 
I don't know the details. I don't know if it's a right hand or kidney punch or what. But <laughs> I know he, I, I know he raised his hand, to it, which, which wasn't good. But then, yeah. I mean, I guess the other issues we've got is Berbatov. A lot of people aren't happy that Berbatov's in the lineup mm. because, because of how he left. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you if you're going to choose a heel to die on, um, the fact that Berbatov left under a cloud is probably not a great one. Whereas Van der Vaart and Gaza. Uh, is a better one to be kind of principled about, but mm. the fact is, is that you're—I mean, you're asking us. I would say it isn't a great thing to support, but deep down, I think football kind of transcends these kind of ethical um, quandaries or questions that are being asked. And if you're really, really concerned about it, firstly, don't go. Secondly, there's issues around lots of football players that have done bad things. There are people at our football club currently who support political ideals that most people mm. find abhorrent, and you're still going and watching. So, you know, like you've said so many times, T, life makes hypocrites of us all. Mm. From my perspective, and that's probably saying something about my character, I didn't it didn't even come into my head when Van der Vaart said like it was he announced he was going to play. I just thought, oh great, I'd love to see him back again. Um, yeah, I don't. Does that answer your question? Probably not. Yeah, that's a tough question. Though. It is a tough question. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's let, let's let Windy. Did he say he's going to do something? Didn't he? Is he? Yeah, the Troy Parrot. What's it saying? What's it? Let's let let people behind the curtain for a second. He, he did the podcast on the extra inch about a test about a test event. Yeah, did he? Very detailed players. about each player. Mm. So that was really good, actually. Yeah, it was good. Well, so you're just fucking him off then? Yeah. Uh, fuck it, Windy. You don't want it. It's quite calm. Uh, okay, uh, so um, there was obviously this kind of Facebook message that was sent out by a geezer who was selling his ticket to the Palace game for £600. Uh, he had two tickets, two season tickets. He's in Spain, the guy, so he can't go. Selling his ticket for £600 each would pay for the upgrade, out of the goodness of his heart. Because one of them was a kid's ticket. One of them was a kid's ticket, okay. So you understand, like, he's coming from a good place. Um, firstly, we, we put a Twitter poll out to find out what the, to kind of gauge where most Spurs fans are at, and I guess you can guess pretty much. But also, we asked them to explain why they felt the way they did. But before we go into it, how do you feel about fans kind of upselling their tickets for important games to make a profit from fellow supporters? <clears throat> All I can say is that I wouldn't do it. I'd rather fans didn't do it to their own fans. But, you know, you go on Reddit... So yeah, you know, I went to you know I went to the UK a couple of years ago to walk to the old White Hart Lane, mm. and I paid a few hundred quid for this ticket. I'm thinking, what the, f-? Mm. you know, and that almost um, sort of justifies people selling their because they know that someone's going to buy it. Mm. You know, if you know someone's going to buy your ticket for for a grand, then it's difficult to not want to sell it. Now to do so publicly, then. And you're making a rod for your own back. I think it's pretty awful. I don't. I think he kind of did it in a closed Facebook group that then got shared, which is <laughs> it's his own stupidity, his own fault. Mm. But what, where are you at? With it? Well, for me, it's like so. Normally, if this wasn't um, this exact scenario, so if I if I had something and someone else wants to buy it, essentially, like I kind of believe in a free market. So if you want to pay for it and someone else wants to supply pay more, and demand. yeah, supply and demand, like a, a capitalist free market system where if I've got something that someone wants and they want to pay me way over the market rate for it, I'm entitled to do that. I think where this is slightly different is there's something kind of um, transcendent about a football club and belonging to a football club that should supersede like certain things. And one of those things is like we, we kind of look out for each other. If you see like a guy with like a Spurs like sticker in his car, you know, you think to yourself, like, oh, what, he's a decent bloke. Mm. And if you, you saw someone, I don't know, struggling there to Spurs, like, jacket on, you might think to yourself, you're right, mate, because you recognise that they're part of, like, this football family that we've yeah. got. And it might sound a little bit cliche, but I do feel that in this instance, it does it does kind of feel a little bit kind of exploitary of the situation, particularly now where it's, like, it's the first game and people are desperate for it. Um, so it's difficult. Like T, I wouldn't do it myself. I understand why people would do it. I just think in this particular instance for certain things where we're all supposed to belong to this one ideal, mm-hmm. you're essentially kind of doing your family. Is that idealistic family. though? It is definitely idealistic, yeah. Mm. Because for any other walk of life, I can't really think of another example, I would be completely on board with it. Well, because my view is, yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. But then again, it's a kind of a case of they're an individual. We don't, we don't have any of the same ideals other than we just like that person. Whereas I think with like a football club, there's, there's more of that 
than there is with, say, liking an artist. It's more community. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Just for the record, in terms of supply and demand, supply and demand is only relevant if you're allowed to sell the product. Mm. And in this instance, you're not. You're not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to sell it above face value. You're not actually allowed to even swap it or Mm. give it to your friend. So the rules are kind of clear. You know, you can't sell your ticket on. Now, I think it's important that fans are able to kind of swap tickets and sell it to your mates and kind of just out of convenience of it. But in this instance, I think the, it kind of shows shines a light on it, it's like a, quite a severe light that someone's. It's not just a little bit of money. This mm, is it's a huge markup, like twelve hundred quid. And I think this guy's exploiting the fact that this is a massive game for a lot of fans. Yeah. And there will be fans out there that can pay it and will pay it because they want to want to go. Oh, there you go. But what about the guy who can't afford it, but is desperate, who would have got a ticket? There would be someone out there who would have got that ticket, but as then because of that kind of culture of supply and demand misses out uh we put this tweet out anyway um it says uh is it okay to sell a ticket above face value to another spurs fan 15 percent said yes sell above 85 percent said no always face value and that was 2166 people that voted so that's 15 people out of 100 that that would do it which is surprising i thought it'd be less than that I don't know, I guess some people are like, well, it's a free market, supply and demand. Mm. But do well. And maybe these people don't feel connected to the club in the way we've talked about. From, I mean, from, my, from my point of view, you know, I'm, I'm, at a, I'm at a point in time where I haven't got a load of money and season ticket renewals, the dates have been announced. Mm. Maybe I could sell my Palace ticket for a price that covers a season ticket. Do you know, that, that's the only way I deem it acceptable, is if you're in a bad way and you need the money, I get that. Hundred percent. That I, I would, I can, I accept that that's a part. You know, that it's you've got something that's valuable. You need the money. Something needs to be fixed in your life. I get that, my head around that definitely. It's just the. Um, it just seems like it's my profit. Oh, I'm in Spain. I'm going to sell this for a massive, massive, you know, increase. We're just at a point now where anything, you know, idyllic or you know, fluffy or rosy is selling. An expensive ticket for face value is almost almost laughed at these mm. days. You know, um, we complained about on our own on our very own podcast in early doors about the tickets being overpriced. And Man City at home is what seventy five quid for some people. Mm. A normal ticket, not overpriced. Normal fucking ticket for a game is seventy five quid. Um, my ticket is sixty five quid for that game. Mm. Um, you know, so the prices are going up and. When people are selling tickets for 500 quid, they just think the club are going to think, well, we can hike it up even more. So I guess people buying it just doesn't help. They also doesn't help the situation. Kind of precedent for the club because exactly. they're, they're like saying, well, this is what people are willing to pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when everyone's complaining about ticket, I know it got frozen, but next year or the year after when ticket prices go up again, they're like, well, look, the market's there. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Pretty John's on, on uh, Twitter, he says, clubs have a secondary market, clubs should have a secondary market on their own site so fans can buy and sell if they can't go to the game. Face value, no markup, you're only fucking a fellow fan over. All these cunts selling for profit should be banned. Let's not forget that clubs have been ripping fans off for years though. Um, so the guy, if he gets caught, and I presume he will because he's, he used his name on this Facebook group, will definitely lose his ticket. Although we'll never hear of it because the club will never announce that stuff. There was someone who followed us who did. Actually, I think he tried to flog a ticket for a load of money. Well, he lost it. Yeah, I don't know if he got it back. I, think I remember. I know yeah. what you're talking about. I'm gonna say his name. Uh, no, Punky Moo says no. As long as you're breaking even, it's fine. Fans already pay enough. Uh, Sean Taylor says it's okay. Sure. Would I do it? No. Would I think a little less of someone who did? Yes. But if someone is willing to pay the asking price, price, and it's their choice. And uh, Chris Westwood said, if you generally can't go to the game, I don't have a problem selling above face value. The issue is arseholes who buy tickets just to sell for a profit. Yeah. Uh, um, it's just a shame that we're having this, this conversation when um, we should just be talking about the, the stadium going in there. Uh, news and articles, Trippier admits to being below par this season. <laughs> That's refreshing. Yeah. It is a bit, yeah. Um, he's not been... Do you want beer? I love him, mate. Yeah. He's not been as happy with his performances, but... Um... I guess it's kind of stating the obvious, but I don't know if it's because he's, um, I don't know if it's because yeah. of his position, because in the World Cup he played at wing-back, and now he's playing in a flat-back four, but he has been pretty awful. Well, um, you know, uh, this reminds me of Jermaine Genius for some reason, because every single time, he would be, he, his, his form was kind of, 
it was mercurial. It's never great, never, mm. never brilliant. But when you hear him speak, it's like, yeah, I've been playing well. I've been playing really well. I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? Who's mm. feeding you this shit? At least he's looking at it and going, yeah, I've been below par. Oh, he's not just below par, he's been a liability at times. Imagine if he'd come out and went, yeah, I've been a fucking liability. I don't know why I keep playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing that I know with Genus is that he, I don't think he had the, the single-mindedness of a Gerard or a Lampard who just kept, every week they just... Okay, 100%, you know. I think Genus had all the gifts, had all the, had everything there to be as good as them, but I just think mentally he just kind of went into his own shell a bit. I mean, there'd be times when he'd have a throw on and he wouldn't even make himself available. That's basic stuff. Yeah. You know, I think one time I actually shut him and he turned and he turned and he heard me. And I've mm. not got the loudest of voices in the football ground. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? Just, you know, he's, he's, he's a number eight. He should be the guy who's taking the game by the scruff of the neck and he, mm. and he wouldn't do it. Yeah, I think I think with Trips, like um, I think there was this hangover from the World Cup where he had a great World Cup, and a lot of people were talking about him like, oh, he's been brilliant, he's been fantastic, and I think whether he'll admit that or not, I think that did go to his head a little bit, and mm-hmm. I think that that's there's elements in his game that started to creep in more and more of him being kind of um, just like lacking composure or sometimes like just too much composure where he became like a bit relaxed on the ball and he wasn't really thinking about like his defensive duties first. And I think that that's just caught up with him. And, and then it's got to the point where he's he's gone from being overconfident and making mistakes to now underconfident and making mistakes. Mm. And it's just like compounded it. And he's just been, he's just had a like dreadful run. What are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> you know, people do this unpopular opinions thing. Yeah. So someone did one of Mia Khalifa, the porno stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's what they said. You can read it out. I know it was like it came with glasses. <laughs> 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 it's like a clown. Yeah. Do you know, uh, Secret agent. Like full disclosure, I've never watched a porn with her in it. N- never have. once seen one. It's uh, emotionless. Really? Yeah. I mean, what do you like? A bit of fear, I think. I just yeah, like them to be like them to give me the illusion at least that they're enjoying it, that they're into it. Or she was a bit. I think that's kind of her whole demeanour, being a bit demure, being yeah. submissive. Not not for me. Fair play. Um, um, Redknapp. Yeah, Harry Redknapp <laughs> says uh, we'll win a trophy in the next two years. Yeah, because of the new ground, new training ground, and um, Pochettino. Any, any kind of ex-player or ex-manager who talks so fondly about Spurs as Harry Redknapp. Yes, he said he loves Spurs, loves Pochettino, and he loves the players. And um, I think he probably he probably feels that he's swimming against the tide mm. in the in the media, so to speak. I'm not I don't, I'm not paranoid that they all hate us, but I feel that there's not many. Pro Spurs voices, and I feel that even though he left under a bit of a cloud as well, yeah. he still hasn't had that many terrible things to say about. Did you ever see mm. the interview they did with Jake? Not interview, it's like a punditry after a game with Jake Humphreys, and uh, Jake Humphreys kept, kind of kept saying they got to buy players and stuff, and he's he got really irritated yeah, yeah, right, yeah. and saying look, look you, this is a really hard squad to improve on. Well, who do you buy? And this is a, a manager who made a career out of mm. finding great players yeah. at, at cheap prices. Um, I mean, I think we can buy players, and I think we should, but the fact that he is so... Especially because his son, Jamie, kind of doesn't talk about us in that same way. He's a C-unit, anyway. Yeah. Mm. I like that, C-unit. C-unit's really good. I'm going to use yeah. it. Uh, Spurs believe Christian Eriksen will commit his long-term future to the club with Juventus and Real Madrid interest. I don't see that. I've I kind of, at all. I've kind of, um, kind of been committed to the fact that he's going for the last month or so now. Just like the whole quietness around the whole situation, I never think it's a very good sign. Um, his performances have been really below par and it seems to me like he's really just distant and distracted. Mm. And um, yeah, I'm just kind of coming to terms with the fact that he's not going to be there next season, which is a real shame because when he's played and he's been on form, he's been a magnificent player for us. Mm. Um, but, I yeah, I just I don't see him now t- sort of signing this deal. I just don't see it. But it would, Yeah, I mean, strange things have happened, but I agree. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't feel like this is about to happen. And uh, it, I think the two players that we're going to lose this summer, it will be Ericsson and Alvaro. Mm. Um, which is a massive blow, but also makes complete sense because how are we going to give... Ericsson more so is kind of open or, or it would make sense giving him a new contract, but out of Erod, I can't see it at all. Yeah. I can't see a world where we're suddenly paying him 150 grand, 7 million signing on bonus and a four-year contract when he's nearly... Just turned 30. Just turned 30, so... Um, yeah, uh, he, he, he dismiss, uh, dismisses rumours of fatigue. Fatigue. Where, where, do you, where was this from, T? Do you remember? No. Uh, so he, he said, that's bullshit. You get used to playing so much. After all, I've played many games for quite a few seasons in a row. Rather, it feels unnatural when you're not playing. My legs are doing well. We didn't play at the weekend, and it's been a long time since we haven't had any matches. 
every four, third or fourth day. I'm actually a little restless because I want to play. I think it's probably from the international break. Yeah. Mm. So probably... That's bullshit. I like that. Yeah. It's all your shit, mate. Well, <laughs> as I said in the last pod we did, um, it was a... His form <clears throat> hasn't been good, but he has had to play a different position. I mm, think he's true. not where he's most effective. He's not in the middle. He's not near to Kane. He's playing a lot further away, a lot deeper. Um, having to plug in gaps from Sissoko and Winks who are not positionally disciplined. So... Mm. He has had to do a lot this season, and when you look at who's run the most distance, it's mostly him. Mm. So he's having we've, to. We've been a lot more direct, yeah. which mm. tends to mean that he's bypassed. Um, yeah. the, I reckon there's a small slither of hope he may stay, but if those clubs are in for he's just turning 27, 28, then you're at a point where you've got a shit or get off the pot, isn't it? Well, also, mm. he's, he's been with us for ages. This is it a, feels like it. For, for mm. a, a player of his quality to stick around at Tottenham, not that we're beneath him, I don't think we are, I think we're about his level, mm. but it, it's not like he's been disloyal. No, if it, I mean, if it's one of them, if it comes to someone who ends up going to Real Madrid, bearing in mind that he hasn't, well, it's from what we've seen, he hasn't grumbled or been out there like saying, oh, I want to move and agitating for a move. If it just happens that we get a good offer for him and he goes, mm. then I won't have any ill feeling towards him. I, I personally hope he stays because I think he's a, a great player. And I think he's had some great performances for us. And I think, like T said, he's he suffered a little bit because of where he's had to play. And part of the reason for that is no Delhi. Mm. And I think as a team, we just suffer without Delhi so much. Mm. And he's one of those players that, even when, like to the eye, he's not performing outstandingly, not scoring, not getting assists, what he does for our team makes such a big difference to other players. And I think Ericsson's the one that suffers the most. When he's yeah, and, and against the better teams, we've been playing more direct. Mm. And against the lesser teams, they've been defending so deeply. So it makes it quite hard for a yeah. player in his position to kind of assert his authority on the game. Yeah. We've got a question. Scott Mills, he says, with the stadium beer pricing seemingly very reasonable, do the local pubs have to up the game? What do you think of the fair price for a can of Lago in the Bellinaire should be now? I mean... Yeah. That's, that's your haunts. Yeah, fucking you. right. I mean, they you, they do. They do need to up their game. They need to sell better beer. They need to reduce their prices. They need to remove all the fucking bullshit music that gets played every single week. Um, the actual venues, all right. It's quite nice now. You know, it's not a bad place to drink. But when you know you're gonna get fucking garbage beer, selling cans out of a fridge like Carlin. What was it last year? The year Carlin and Bex or something. Like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you do. It's going to be a great challenge for the pubs. And I'm, I'm all for pub culture. I think fans should be in pubs and not in the stadium before the game. But you can't exploit... I feel fans have been exploited yeah. over the years. And, you know, there, there are... I can't think of one decent pub, really, around around Tottenham that I would willfully step into if it wasn't convenient. Mm. I think this is their opportunity to, to do exactly what we spoke about. We were talking earlier about like free market and opportunity for people to to kind of get better stuff. The club have said, well, come into the ground early, we'll keep it open later, these are the beers. It's going what to do be you think you'll round. be doing? I don't know. I, I think I'll, initially I'll be going to the stadium because I'll still You're be in the novelty yeah. factor of having a look and checking out what it looks like inside kind of all around it. So I want to have a look at that. But um, again, it's one of those things. I also like pub culture. I think it's a massive part of British culture and mm. I, I think we should try and protect pubs where possible. But I also think it's a bit like the black cabs and Uber. Do a better job because otherwise companies like Uber will take advantage well, of them. It's the same the free market as well. It's like when mm. people complain about uh, Eastern Europeans coming over and taking their jobs. Mm. And, but if they're cheaper and work as hard, perform we'll, better and we'll do better. Yeah, I guess. See, what about your kind of match day um, traditions? I won't, be, I won't be drinking in the stadium <laughs> categorically. Yeah, maybe at half time, but yeah. I'm not going to go there before and after. Maybe after a game to. Um, Clear the crowd, but absolutely not. Do the pubs have to up their game? Yeah, but I think they have. Um, I mean, unlike Flav, I drink at a few. So Antwerp is one that's reopened recently. They've got some nice craft ales and mm. they've got different little events there. Um, I generally go to a pub a bit further away called the Beehive. They do local beers, they do Redemption, um, Hopspur, which are local breweries. So, and they're well priced as well. I'm just say if you're in the Beehive and you see two, you would love it if you go up and give them a cuddle. He loves that shit. Any of you go near me, I will stab you, <laughs> right? I know that if you stab and twist a knife, people die. So I'm not afraid to go to prison. So don't ever do that, ever. But no. <laughs> that was such a well-prepared statement. Like he's thinking, right, if I get asked about hugs in pubs, this is what I'm saying. And I'm going to say it with such vigour that no one's going to ever question it. Hugs in pubs. Hugs in pubs. That's a good little feature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
haven't got a jingle. See how close you can get to tea without being yeah. punched. It's like a proximity game. Eric Roop, he says, realistic predi- uh, predictions for the three games against Man City. I predict a win, a loss and a draw in that order. What, so what was the first game? If in the first two are Champions League. Champions League. Um, are you going, by the way? Yeah, well, I, I've got to try and get a ticket. There's 6,000 members. Uh, t- 6,000 tickets available to members and 185,000 members. Yeah, but um, I think that's a bit of um, a misnomer, though, because there are fewer tickets available for members at the old place, I think. But anyway, so no, absolutely, but I, get, I think the demand's going to be less. But the, what will be more now, but I think it's about being on as soon as you can and try and get tickets. The website hasn't improved, has it? That's a funny thing. Yeah, the dog. Mm. Um, I, I think we'll perform valiantly, but ultimately uh, we'll lose all of them. Do you reckon? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I feel actually sometimes when it's up, we're up against it, when no one expects anything, yeah. we end up playing better. It's just doing that three times on the bounce against a, a really good team. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll win them all, but I, I feel like, um, weirdly, the Champions League, even though essentially it's a domestic game because mm. it's a domestic side, I feel like we've actually been doing bits in the Champions League since, I, I spoke about it, I think, last time, since we kind of were told by every other fan in the country, ah, you're out, before we'd actually gone out. Since that draw against PSV, even that, yeah. in that game we played well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've just gone and started playing a certain way and there's a certain energy and excitement around what we've been doing in that competition. Yeah. And I feel like they're, that the first leg being at the lane... It's going to be so exciting. Like Everyone's going to be buzzing for it. I think the atmosphere is going to be incredible. Mm. I think if we get that atmosphere right and just get onto City, mm. get in their face, get up in their grill. Well, we've seen what Swansea, Swansea did to them. Yeah, like, just, I know they, they shouldn't have won that game, really. They were kind of fortunate. But they can't. They're not, they, it's just 11 players. Exactly. Like Incredible 11 players. Don't get me wrong. But we are incredible. On yeah. our day, we are incredible also. Well, we have, we have pretty much... A, Full squad to pick from. Mm. So if we have Dyer back and he's back in the swing of things, I mean I've been a long time hater of him, but mm. if he's back in the in the midfield, might do a lot better than we than we think. Yeah, I think we'll do better than people think. Yeah, uh, and you know it's going to be an incredible uh, three games. I think away from home is fucking hard, isn't it? I think I might agree with, with him on the win, loss, or draw. Yeah, we could, we could, we could do that. Still get through against yeah. City. So I think we're going to go through and then lose. The league game. You know what the joke is? I don't know who got in the semi-final. That's how that's how depressed I've been about the City draw. Because <laughs> the semi-final's been drawn already. Who is it? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't even looked <laughs> I should it. know this, but I've got no idea. I knew that you kind of plotted your route to the yeah, final. I haven't looked either, because I was just like, well, let's just... Well, let's, we're going out now. I bet it's fucking Liverpool. <laughs> well, it might not. It's not Liverpool. Yeah, it ain't Liverpool. No. Was it Barcelona? Juve, uh, maybe. Uh, we'll just name all the teams. Ajax. No, I think it is Ajax. If they get... Who they mate? Right, right. Don't know. Juventus. Fuck. Is it Juve? Yeah. This is terrible. I think it's. I think yeah. Man City and Barcelona have been separated. I know that much. So maybe we get Juve. Yeah, I think it's if they beat Ajax. It's yeah. stuff. Yeah. Or Ajax. Yeah. If if they beat Juve. This is this is amazing stuff. Let's yeah. move on. Great content. <laughs> yeah. Great great chat. Uh, uh, final question of the uh, of the pod. Carl uh, Newman. This is kind of hangover from the Fighting Cock podcast we did last week where we just talked about ourselves for 40 minutes, but it was all right, actually. I listened back to it. It was. Surprise us. Um, Carl Newman, he says, do you guys ever had any weird stories of being recognised from the pod or maybe Ball Street? Like, have you ever been recognised? I get recognised a lot, but it's not oh, weird. Not. What? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been recognised in public, like not around Spurs? Yeah. Go on, I was at Wagon with my missus and... Um... <laughs> With my missus and my son as well. Yeah, it was like months old. And I know someone kept looking at me. He's like sat next table. Well, sat near me because you don't get separate tables at Wagon Moments. Yeah. And he said, you know, are you tea from the pod? Like, a bit taken aback. I'm eating my food here with my, with my family. Mm. And I'm like, yes, yeah, so I know, big fan of the podcast. That mm. was, that's probably the weirdest yeah, And I've you looked at him and went, pay for my dinner. Yeah, I had a knife in my hand. <laughs> pay, pay for my dinner. Uh, I, I've had one on the tube, which is the most disconcerting because it took him <laughs> about six stops to actually say anything. Whereas he kind of just looking at me, and you don't know um, what, what the what they what they do. Like, yeah, what, yeah. Uh, is this just a guy staring at me? Am I about to have a fight on the tube? <laughs> and then it turns out no, he's a big fan. There, there, there's no, no drama. hint of fighting. Um, I've had I've had uh, there's I've had two. I was in the sports shop with my missus in Swindon. Fuck me. And wow. a geezer watched Ball Street and went, oh, you're on Football Republic. And I went, no, it's the wrong channel. <laughs> Different channel. But I was with my missus and I was like, see that? I am a big deal. Yeah. Big dog. Big dog. 
Uh, yeah, a couple of times, please. Yeah, it's quite nice. It's still gravy. I had a really weird experience on holiday in Turkey once. Okay. I had this uh, this couple, and they kept following me around. And I was like, this is fucking weird. Like, what, why do they keep following the me specifically so around? Big. Yeah, there's probably that. Like, how can a human grow a head that large and have a brain <laughs> so small? And um, one day, this woman just stopped me and went, excuse me, did we see your show at Glastonbury? And I was like, oh, no, sorry, like, you've got the wrong person. And then what? as soon as she walked off, I was like, fuck, I should have asked her, like, who, who it was. Yeah. And then I should have said yes, because that would have been cool. So I never found out who it was. That was really annoying. And then... When was that? This was a good couple of years ago. Oh, like, too long to work it out. It might be Elbow. The geezer at Elbow. It might uh, be Rag and Bone Man. Rag and Bone Man. Rag and Bone Man. Brilliant. No, this was years ago. No, it wouldn't be that. And then it happened again in New York. This time it was like a girl and her mum, and, and the, they were just following me around the shop. And then mm. the mum was like, just go over and ask. So the girl came over and she's like, oh, excuse me, um, are you on whatever show this was? And this time I was like, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. So the mum came over and she was like, oh, do you mind if we like take pictures? I was like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Just standing there posing for pictures and stuff. But I heard and you have and still went along with it. Yeah, I, well, like- I think they thought I was like an English actor in some show, but again, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I'd, uh, I'd quite like to, to play along. That, that, mm. that it felt much better playing along. I felt like a big shot. I used to, during the kind of days of pulling women... Um, I used to say that I, I was Sebastian Larson. <laughs> You'd say that you were Guna. No, he was Birmingham at the time. Yeah, Birmingham at the time. Yeah, so I'm like a reserve for both. They're like, oh, all right, fair enough. Shall I suck your dick? Mm, yeah, all right. That's, I mean, only half of that was true. <laughs> okay, that's it for Fighting Cop Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Next week, we've got actual football to preview. Can you imagine that again? Great. Be incredible. Uh, and we're now about to record No Holds Bar podcast. If you're interested in us talking about shit that isn't about Spurs, then you have to become a patron. Uh, it's patreon.com forward slash the fighting cock. Uh, until next week, uh, we'll, we'll see you later. Bye. Yeah, peace and love. Peace and love. Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.